thanks for hanging with the Entertainment Beach Podcast. All right, here we go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Entertainment Beach Podcast. My name is Leo Quinones, your host, and it's all about movies, 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 and entertainment. We're giving you all the news that you need in a short forum right here, right now. We are starting off with Tom Hanks. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Come on, Don Juan. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood. <laughs> yeah, we're not really singing. We're trying. Uh, it is Tom Hanks in his brand new trailer, A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. It is doing gangbusters, and it's really hearkening back to a different time and a different way of thinking, a different country we were in. It was just when things were simpler back then, and it is going to be coming out this Thanksgiving. Let's take a quick listen to a little bit of A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Hey, I'm looking for Fred Rogers in here. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hello, neighbor. Mr. Rogers, I'm here to interview you. It is so nice to meet you. You okay? Profiling Mr. Rogers. Lloyd, please don't ruin my childhood. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to give the world positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Like what? There are many things you can do. You can play all the lowest keys on a piano at the same time. You love broken people like me. Sometimes we have to ask for help, and that's okay. I think the best thing we can do is to let people know boom, that each one of them is precious. Hey, Mr. Rogers. It's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Please, won't you be my neighbor? That was wonderful. So A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood is based on a true story. Uh, Fred Rogers, of course, Mr. Rogers, uh, he had an interview with a journalist named Tom Juneau. And you know what? He was a jaded magazine writer. And the jaded magazine writer kind of came around and felt more empathy towards people, kindness, decency, everything that Mr. Rogers stood for. So a very good showing. I mean... If Tom Hanks didn't have enough of a good guy image, him playing Fred Rogers ought to cement it right there. This Thanksgiving, I will be there. A beautiful day in the neighborhood. Moving over to Tom Hanks, let me give you five pretty much unknown facts about Tom Hanks, all right? Uh, One, 
he is an electric car nut. He actually took uh, parts from his Honda Element. He took it to this garage where they specifically uh, take out the combustible engine and they put in an electric motor. He's always an electric car nut. As a matter of fact, now he drives around a turquoise blue Tesla. All electric. Stars love it when we see them trying to save the earth. So it's all about electric cars. Cameron Diaz drives around in a black Toyota Prius. Leo DiCaprio, he drives around in a black Toyota Prius. I mean, what does Leo have left to prove? So anyways, so Tom Hanks in a turquoise blue Tesla, he recently went up to one of those Starline Tours vans and he yells out, hey, Starline, have you seen anybody famous today? (laughs) I mean, Tom Hanks is the greatest and he is an electric car nut. All right, two. Now, when he was making Apollo 13, now I got to go to Houston to the junket. Uh, I met Kevin Bacon, uh, Bill Paxton, Tom Hanks, and we're doing interviews for Apollo 13. And Tom Hanks said he felt like the biggest idiot in the world because Jim Lovell visited the set. And Tom Hanks knew that everything was fake buttons, lights, knobs he knew everything was just fake and he just felt like a dope that's what it came down to but uh that was one of the great films of tom hanks apollo 13 uh let's see three remember castaway well robert zemeckis had a very different film schedule for castaway now tom hanks started out filming uh average weight maybe a little heavier and The schedule was such where Robert Zemeckis, in the middle of filming, could take a year off. And he took a year off and he made another film. And then came back a year later when Tom Hanks lost all that weight. Uh, He worked out with a guy in Hollywood named Dan Isaacson. And he said, Tom said, and I quote, It was at that time I could crack walnuts with my butt cheeks. I swear to God, that was Tom Hanks, and Castaway could be my favorite Tom Hanks film. Four, Tom Hanks has a long-time tradition of inviting his family and close friends over on Sunday night, Sunday night specifically, for a giant Chinese takeout food feast. How great would that be? Wow. And five, uh, this one is kind of a little bit known, but... Tom Hanks, uh, during the filming of Forrest Gump, he ran to the Santa Monica Pier, ran across the country, Santa Monica Pier. Well, they filmed Tom underneath the Santa Monica Pier sign. And Robert Zemeckis did some movie magic then. He yells, cut. And then Tom, magically, as Forrest Gump, appears running down the Malibu Pier. So that's where he finished his run. So, um... What a lot of people don't know is that Jim Hanks, Tom's twin brother, got a lot of those running scenes. So when he can, when he can possibly do it, he gives his brother a clink. That's what he calls it. He gives him a clink. So he made some extra money uh, doing that. He also uh, made some extra money, Jim Hanks. Now, remember the Tom Hanks doll, Woody the Cowboy doll? 
You pull the string, and it sounds like this. No, no, no. Wrong doll. All right. No, it sounds like this. There's a snake in my boot. Yes. That is actually Jim Hanks. Not Tom Hanks, Jim Hanks. Those are some undeniable facts about Tom Hanks. We're going to see him this Thanksgiving in a beautiful day in the neighborhood. Can't wait. So San Diego Comic-Con came and went, and it came like a hurricane. Lots of information, kind of sensory overload. We're going to cherry pick one or two stories for you. Don Juan, our Marvel maniac. Uh, what is going on with the Marvel Cinematic Universe? What do you got? You're right, buddy. Comic-Con 2019 is over, uh, but lots of news came out of it, like you uh, mentioned. Kevin Fahey and the Marvel crowd came out to talk about Thor 4, titled Thor, Love, and Thunder. Well, first of all, everyone's coming back. Chris Hemsworth, Tessa Thompson, and apparently Natalie Portman is coming back. But she won't be playing just Jane Foster. She will be playing... Uh, a character that is uh, straight from the comics, the mighty Thor. So the comic book angle is that Jane Foster uh, develops cancer and she's dying, but Thor's hammer, Mjolnir, comes to her and and saves her by making her into the mighty Thor. So that's going to be a big deal, uh, having uh, Jane Foster as Thor. I don't know if the the movie will follow the same exact storyline, but as we saw in previous Thor movies... And also in a little bit in the Avengers movies, uh, Thor's kind of uh, kind of hurt that Jane hasn't reached out to him. So we'll see how that whole thing works out there. And then there was Terminator Dark Fate. My good friend, Gray Drake, she hosted the panel. Way to go, Gray. Nice job. This happened. They did a Terminator Dark Fate normal panel, but there was an addition. Uh, there was a flyby, a Top Gun flyby. Tom Cruise was there, and you know what? Pretty cool. Conan O'Brien was there, and he and Tom talked about it. It sounded a little bit like this. Ladies and gentlemen, I am here to bring a very special person out here to talk to you about a film. A film we've been waiting for for a long, long time. Ladies and gentlemen, prepare to say hello to... The biggest movie star you're going to meet in a long, long time, Mr. Tom Cruise! Hello. Hello, you all. How are you? Thank you. Thank you. I'm feeling that love and feeling. I definitely feel that love and feeling up here from you all. 34 years ago, I made a movie in San Diego, right here. I actually shot across the street at a restaurant. And uh, you all have asked for many, many years. and. Travel around the world, people have said, why do you do another one? When are you going to do another one? In 34 years, you guys have been very, very patient with me. And I felt that it was my responsibility to finally really deliver for you. And uh, I have a little piece here if you want to see it. (laughs) 
This is our very first trailer. You are the first people in the world to see it. And everything you see in this film, obviously, it's, it's for real. So the flying, you know, we're working with the Navy. All of the flying that you see in this picture, it's, everything is, is real. And I really wanted to give you all an experience of what it is to be, to be inside that aircraft. And for me, Top Gun is about, is about competition. It is about family. It is about sacrifice. Is it about heroism? You know, and it's about aviation. And I love aviation. It's a love letter to aviation. So would you all like to see it? All right, lots of this trailer is kind of visual, but we're going to play, listen to the narration of Ed Harris. God damn it, you bitch! You never backed away from anything in your life! Now fight! 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 Right now! Do it! Wait, 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 one, 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 one. You're playing the abyss. No, no, that's not. That's Ed Harris, yes, but the abyss. Okay, here it is. Top Gun, Maverick. 30 plus years of service. Combat medals, citations. Only man to shoot down three enemy planes in the last 40 years. Yet you can't get a promotion, you won't retire. Despite your best efforts, you refuse to die. You should be at least a two-star admiral by now. Yet here you are, Captain. Why is that? It's one of life's mysteries, sir. The end is inevitable, Maverick. You kind of set it for extinction. Maybe so, sir. But not today. All right, it is time for your Netflix fix. All right, now, don't come at me, bro, okay? Listen, I'm almost through... Stranger Things 3. I've got three more episodes to go. Uh, I'm sorry about that, but just hang with me. But uh, that is just a cool thing. My kids already seen it three times. Uh, they're doing some pop-ups in Los Angeles. Santa Monica Pier was one place. Uh, also in Burbank, uh, they took over a Baskin-Robbins ice cream shop and they made Scoops Ahoy. Yeah, <laughs> right? And on the Sunset Strip in Hollywood, where the old Tower Records used to be, they've put in a Star Court Mall. So that is pretty epic right there. Lots of pop-ups going on with Stranger Things 3. Now, the, now the Witcher. Now, this is the latest thing, the biggest thing from Netflix. And Netflix is changing the way we see movies or we see uh, pay-per-view TV uh, they're changing everything. So, Don Juan, what is going on with The Witcher? I understand Henry Cavill. He is in this. What is up? Well, uh, first I got to say that Stranger Things three is blowing up crazy, and, and and all that information you just gave is super cool. But like you mentioned yourself, uh, The Witcher is something that Netflix has kind of touted as being their Game of Thrones. The story behind The Witcher is that it's a series of, of, of novels. It's, it's, it's basically, again, going back to the book, source material. 
And it is a fantasy series. Monsters, swords and shields, magic, all of this stuff is real and, and vibrant in these in these stories and novels. It's written by a Polish author. I'm going to have to do the best I can here. I don't want to butcher his name too much, but I believe it's an Andrzej Sapkowski. The series' main character is Geralt of Rivia, and he is the aforementioned title of the book, A Witcher, The Witcher. These are humans who are, through a, a mixture of potions and uh, and uh, tons of a different other um, enhancements, are they're kind of made into like these superhumans that are basically uh, the weapons that common folk use to fight the monsters and the evils and the magic that is present in this uh, world fighting these these beasts and monsters are their main job but in the books Geralta Rivia kind of becomes embroiled in tons of different uh you know intrigues and I think the tv show is gonna gonna go deep into the the magic elements and go deep into the into the backstory of Geralt because the books are really detailed um the Witcher is uh, obviously a series of books. They've been adapted into graphic novels, comics, video games. There's three uh, video games, uh, I believe, up until now that have all been done by a company called CD Projekt Red. And they're just really intense stories that, that are part of the Witcher series. Hopefully, all that will be able to be translated into this awesome show that they're planning on doing. And, and the trailer is amazing. Well, play the trailer, damn you! I remember hearing stories about witches. Is it true what they say? Elves are the original sorcerers of the continent. When humans and monsters arrived, elves taught the humans how to turn chaos into magic. And then the humans slaughtered them. Is the most dangerous thing in this world. But without control, chaos will kill you. So that's all life is to you? Monsters and money. It's all it needs to be. Something out there waits for you. This child will be extraordinary. Yennefer, imagine the most powerful woman in the world. Do you have what it takes? You've got her here. She's why they came. You can't outrun destiny just because you're terrified of it. It's coming. Find guilt I can't do this without you. No matter what you choose, you'll come out bloody. One more for you. Once upon a time in Hollywood. This is Quentin Tarantino's latest masterpiece. He wrote and directed it. Stars Brad Pitt, Leo DiCaprio, Margot Robbie, Kurt Russell, Al Pacino. And you know who's starring in it as well? It's bittersweet. But Luke Perry has a small role in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Now, it's bittersweet because we've lost Luke Perry. But the sweet part about it, he lives on 
in the big screen, and that's exactly what Luke would have wanted. So, uh, yes, our Entertainment Beach mics were right there at the TCL Chinese Theater, and we asked Leo DiCaprio, what is so special about Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? In one word, Quinn. I mean, the, the man is able to sit back for years at a time, and it's almost like a collage of different ideas encounters that he has, stories that he hears, and he somehow puts all this stuff together and gives us as an audience, no matter what they think of the movie, they know they're in for an incredibly unique experience every time they go. And that's why people keep coming back. And I would have never expected that he'd want to tell this story, but it's something that he's been thinking about for 20 years. He told us he, he sat down with a stunt double and, and, uh, and, and the actor and they were just kind of a unit on, unto themselves. He goes, that would be a great buddy picture. And now here we are years later making this movie. I'm a big fan of movies that are about Hollywood, Hollywood culture. I love Singing in the Rain, for example. But this is a very unique take on Hollywood because he takes it from the perspective of two guys that are outsiders. You know, Brad and I are in a changing culture, a changing industry. The industry is sort of going into the long-haired, sort of hippie types and we're a product of the 50s and we're out of work and Sharon Tate happens to be my neighbor and all of a sudden I see a new opportunity but I just love that it's almost like you know we're voyeurs to a changing culture and what Quentin does so well is just bring a sense of reality even though there's a almost fairy tale aspect to what he does hence the name Once Upon a Time in Hollywood it is based in a lot of real fact and a lot of Hollywood history. And I think people will love a great art film on this scale about our industry. Once upon a time in Hollywood, you know, we are going to be there. Oh, just a cool movie. Now, thank you guys for checking out the Entertainment Beach podcast. Check out our Facebook page and like us and get a friend to like us too. We appreciate that. And if you want, give us a follow on Instagram. Our handle is Entertainment Beach podcast we would really appreciate thank you so much hey we're going to be back next week we're putting our mics in the stars faces that's what we do thanks for hanging out and also thank you to tcl's chinese theater a lot of support we appreciate it thank you don juan and we will catch you next time